0: Good morning, Grinders. Welcome to DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blenderhead Blender HD. You're gonna follow me there on Twitter. And this is the show where we review slates. We talked about DFS strategy. I answer your questions, whatever it is that you want. I see you guys in the YouTube chat. Give me those thummy thumbs early here in the morning. Got missed you yesterday. Yesterday uh, called called in sick. I took a sick day yesterday. That's perfectly fine so anytime you never see you don't see it Oh, what happened where is it on YouTube but I'm not dead right what happened to him right that should be a good sign that I'm on that I'm on often I'm on such a consistent schedule that when you know called sick for one show everything go everything goes into disarray or whatever but but thanks for the the well wishes just you know wait I' have digestive issues so sometimes I wake up in the morning and I, I feel sick and I'd rather go back to bed so that's what happened yesterday. So give me some extra thumbs for that. Uh, hit the subscribe button if you're new here. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. Uh, and uh, yesterday, uh, Bjorn Hagen says in the chat got third in the main large field GPP last night. Thanks to your help. Oh, you did? Let's take let's take a look. See, let's take a look. See, uh, I mean, I already I got some some stuff up here. Let's go. Let's go. Yesterday, because we could look that up. Right, Well, you could tell if you're lying, Bjorn. Got third in the main large field GPP. Well, it, I don't know. I'm Is it DK or is it uh, Fanduel? Are you Rubric? Are you Rubric? I don't know. I'm not sure. He could be talking about. He could be talking about Fanduel. Is this your lineup? Okay, he's not going to answer me. I have no idea. Third. Fred Van Vliet, Jordan Poole, Fork, uh, Fork and Kirkmoyers, Young, Allen, Beverly, Barton, Jokic. There you go. That's a, that's a winning lineup. Even even with Korkmaz, not, not the greatest of scores. So like Thad Young, I mean, yeah, yeah, he got, he got you know, a nice 7X for that. What was first? First was three sixty one seventy five. Yeah, that's a lineup that I, I, I would have never made. It just... Ball, Allen, Miles Bridges, Miles Turner, probably yeah. Nah, I I, I know I wouldn't have gotten here. Uh, but Rubric, well, if, that, if that's you, if that's you, Bjorn Hagen in the chat, well, congratulations on what twenty grand or so on thirty-five entries. That's what uh, three hundred and fifty. That's uh, five hundred and twenty-five bucks uh, entered, and to twenty thousand, depending on what else. What else? Uh, what else you, you did? Uh, Max Coach One says some dude on Fanduel took all six places with the same lineup. That, it it happens. People are willing to do that. I mean, it's it's you shouldn't be duplicating your own lineup. I mean, you're just you're crushing all the other lineups EV by doing that. Unless you unless you know that you have the nuts, right? I mean, like if you know if you're from the future, if you're a time lord, and you know what the winning lineup is. You know what, for sure. Then you just enter it 150 times, of course. Of, of course, of course, you do that. Uh, but yesterday, on uh, what yesterday, projection was two. I, I want to highlight something when people are talking about, like, we had two days ago, we had Andre Drummond, right? 4,400, right? And that's when we talked about him with Embiid out, with obviously with Harris out also. We didn't know that until later in the night. Like I would play like all of my linest with Andre Drummond. Yet yesterday, we had an it, it, instance with Jakob Purtle out and Drew Eubanks starting at three thousand. And I said, "Like you don't have to play Drew Eubanks." It's like, well, it's a three K center. Like what, what? Why? 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 Why can, can I play? Can basically, lock button Drummond. But Drew Eubanks is like he may be overowned. or like Malik Beasley, like basically these three guys: Zvi Mikeliot, Drew Drew Eubanks, and Malik Beasley. And people are acting like, "Well, I'm going to obviously play all three in my lineup and then get different elsewhere." And I'm like, "Oh, I, I hate that strategy." Said so if anything, I, I I'd fade at least one in most of my lines, if not two, if not all three. They go, "Well, how come in, Drummond the other day was fine?" It all comes down to how many. Points are you sacrificing by not playing them? Okay, it always comes down to that. When we saw Drummond the other day, right, we could always look into lineup HQ. This is today's slate, especially when we go by salary adjusted plus minus, which is this RGB column. The higher these numbers are, the higher the number is, the more likely you're going to be sacrificing a lot in order to not play them. Okay. Yesterday's slate, these three guys in our projections had about a plus four. Uh, SV didn't even have a plus. Sevilla was like one and a half. We had him projected a little bit lower than a couple of other places in the industry. But Eubanks was like uh, salary adjusted plus minus of plus four and a half. Beasley was like plus four. Valanchunas ended up being like plus four after Ingram got ruled out. Like, can you, where can you find those four points? You could, in a different construction, you could, you're not going to sacrifice as much. Drummond the other day, Drummond the other day, 14 plus 14. So if you don't play him in the lineup, where, where are you finding those 14 points from? Can you make a construction that comes close? No. You can make about two, two of those points, but your lineups without Drummond were 12 points lower than, than Drummond lineups. The top one. Which means if you're playing more lineups underneath that, then you're gonna be giving up more and more projection. So we see on like today's slate. I'm using this as an example because people ask, like, oh, well, when do I slam? Like we have looked across the, the thing, like like ZV was not like no one slammed like ZV. People more, I mean, they I mean JK123 went 91%. F.J. Bourne went 78%, but it wasn't like across the board. You could make lineups with them. You could make lineups without them. Beasley, the same thing. We have E. Hafner and the Whistles go woo. Barely have them. But, I mean, F.J. Bourne has plenty. Pretty sure mo- most, of the, most of these lineups don't have like all three of them in there. It depends on which lineup is which. Well, it looks like Brick 75 played more U-Bank lineups. E. Hafner played more McAleac lineups. They didn't play any Beasley. It's like, okay, that's fine. Obviously swapping swapping to Brunson when Porzingis was rolled out. That was a plus at 12%. And you can see here Osmond was still owned at 12% because people didn't see that the starting lineup with Dean Wayne was started. And you know, it's not like Osmond wasn't going to get minutes. It's just that he wasn't he wasn't that great play anymore without, without him being the starting lineup for the for the Cavs. But the thing is, like, who should you play and who should you not? It's all a lineup based, it's all lineup based. So you don't look at this and you go, oh, oh, they like Eubanks more than any. No, no, it's just that, that that's, those are the lineups that they built. More, more Eubanks lineups than other lineups, probably due to being under on other centers. So it always comes down to how many points are you sacrificing by not playing them? That's the determination. So if we look on today's slate, I'm gonna, this is the algorithmically – Generated projections or whatever. So don't, don't necessarily go by this, but it's close enough. And obviously stuff could change. I always have to say this. Because trust me, and I, I would not say it, and then I would get, get three DMs saying, you, you why you said to play so and so, and they did bad. they said, Why the hell did you play that guy when this news came out? So, well, because you said so in the pregame show. Like, yeah, it's
1: we're looking at stuff like eight hours in advance. Okay, so Cade Cunningham, for instance. Who shot horribly the other day? Like, is Josh Giddy a must play? No, none of these, I don't I, Kate isn't even a must
0: play. It's gonna be hard to build lineups that, that project well without him, but let's see if we can. Okay. So I'm just gonna build the top, I'm just gonna build the top 20. Just whatever. Just press it. And I gotta set the exposures. Let me just do three zeros. Build 20. So they'll give me the top 20 lineups based on, you know, whatever. So this should be like the optimal, whatever. As of right now, as of 351, these are the algorithmically generated projections. So here we see 270.95 is a top lineup with Cade Cunningham, right? It also has 100% Giddy, according to this. So I'm going to take Cade Cunningham out. So remember, 270.95.
1: The best lineup without him is 265.95. So five, about five points that you're, that you're sacrificing by not playing him. Okay. It's kind of weird. Sacrificing
0: five points that it's kind of weird that that amount, that number is very, very much equal to this number. It's not a coincidence. I'm saying this sarcastically. Okay. So let's say we were to take out Josh Giddy instead and play 20 lines and just whatever. What's the top? 268.58. So in comparison to the top lineup, 270.95, one without Giddy is about a little over two, a little over two points
1: projection. You're giving up by not playing. Oh well, it looked, it looks, oh my God, it says 2.3 here. Right, you know, it's almost as if that's the number. That's that's how many points you're giving up by not playing.
0: But once you, once you have so many
1: more options in these ranges,
0: like oh, if I if I don't if I don't play Jeremy Grant, I give up 0.343 3 points
1: in projection. Yeah, but there may there's plenty of other people there that get put together lineups with. So, like, let's say I'm going to leave everyone in. I'm just going to leave everyone in. Okay.
0: 270.95 was the top optimal lineup. Well, let's say
1: uh, uh, I'm not going to play Chris Paul. Like, who, who's in that top line? Let's, let's take a look. Right. Embiid and Adebayo. So, what are these numbers? Embiid, okay. 0.8. At a bio
0: 1.5. Who else we got in that lineup? Rudy Gobert
1: apparently is out. I don't know. Do we have a... Probably, that'll end up being Chabot. Who Who's the backup there? I don't remember. We got Kevin
0: Porter Jr. in this lineup. Jeremy Grant. Sadiq Bey.
1: These guys project it all. Grant is point 0.4. Like, let's say we just don't play Grant. It's like okay, well, whatever it turns out, Grant is going to be forty percent on.
0: You run it. The top lineup without Grant is, I mean, the line basically with Rudy Gobert. Is he out? We have an O there. So if you wouldn't play, if you don't play uh, Jeremy Grant, you could still make lineups that project pretty much the same. How about Sadiq Bay? Well, I want to get rid of G- Sadiq Bay also. Built twenty lineups. 20, 269.11 So now we're get, we're giving up about a point and a half. But well, you saw that kate Cunningham. Well, now you're giving up five points. Well, in large field, giving up five points is fine, as long as you get the requisite ownership to go along with it. Just like up fifteen points. Even if you paid a Drummond the other day, fifteen is fine. You have to get the requisite ownership to go with it. You probably don't. You probably still don't. That's a drastic
1: drop. So that's how you should be thinking about these things. Not in terms of who's going to do well and who knows. All you have, all you, all you have to do is just look at the number and you go, okay. I'm probably going to have a lot of Cade Cunningham in my lineups based on these projections. Unless I could find a way, once ownership
0: comes out, to get enough ownership Discount to make up for those five points in my other lines. That's it. So very similar to yesterday with Drew Eubanks and Malik Beasley and Svi Micali. It's an eleven-game slate, people. Yesterday, I played twenty lineups in GBP I, I, didn't, I didn't. play Savi on one of them. I played Beasley in a lot. Of them. So I like. I did that. Like you could have done one of those things. I played Eubanks in about half of them. I played Thad Young in the other and uh, others. You know that didn't have Eubanks in it. I also was playing a lot of off. The, I was playing a lot of off. The, I had Reggie Jackson in a couple of lines. He did great. I had Al Horford. I had, I mean, I, I had constructions that were meant for large field GPPs and I got the ownership to go along with it. And the projections weren't that
1: bad. You have so many more choices in an 11 game slate that i it's, it's, it makes no sense to me to jam in ch-
0: chalk that, like, dude, you could fade anyone and only give up like
1: four points, and then play whoever you want at that point. So, like, just why why are you jamming in chalk at
0: that level? So, when people talk about good chalk and bad chalk, the misnomer is that they're talking about who's going to do well, who's not going to do well. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about who's who gives you more of uh, who.
1: Gives you more of a projection sacrifice than others. That that would be the difference. Going through the YouTube chat. Michael Dampier, in your experience that tournament players overvalue
0: starting lineups. Yes. When people thought McLaughlin was starting, his ownership looked way too high for what he is. People, yes. I'm not talking about tournament players. I'm talking about average DFS players. People overvalue, but you have to figure. I mean, I've said, I've explained this probably 400 times and probably Roto-Grinders analysts have explained it 7 million other times. Being in the starting lineup doesn't mean anything. Minutes mean something, okay? Drew Eubanks played the first three minutes and then came out, okay? I mean, he ended up playing like 20 minutes or so in like three-minute shifts. When you're in the starting lineup, your usage goes down because you're now playing. If you're, if it's a player that's not normally, if Jordan McLaughlin yesterday, for instance, let's say, let's
1: say he did start. Okay. Now you're, now you're competing for usage and to touch the ball with Carl Anthony Towns and
0: Anthony Edwards. Jordan McLaughlin typically doesn't have to do that because he's on the
1: second He has to compete with touches with, Malik Beasley, and Naz Reed, right? And, jo- and Vanderbilt. So while he will play less minutes, not as a starter, he will have better fantasy points per minute. As a starter, may get extra minutes, but have less fantasy points per minute. So
0: there's a trade-off there. So would you rather have someone uh, starting playing 28 minutes or not starting playing 24 minutes? Well, that's the question. They they could be equal. So whether or not someone is in the starting lineup or not,
1: in and of themselves doesn't, doesn't change anything unless you raise their minutes and lower their usage. That's already reflected in the projections already. Typically, if someone's in the starting lineup, their minutes are more secure. That's a better way of putting it. But in and of themselves doesn't mean anything. There are tons of times starting lines come out and no one, no one does anything. Oh, Tony Snell is like like that.
0: I always use Tony Snell as an example. Like he doesn't do anything. Oh, oh, he's starting. I got to play him now. He's thirty one hundred. Yeah, he sits in the corner and does nothing. There's typically one, one guy, the one guy that starts in, on every team that's that. We don't rush to play them. We're just used to seeing them in the starting lineup, right? So if Tony, wherever Tony Snell is, he's still in the Bucks. I have no idea. I have no, no idea what Tony Snell is. But if the team that normally starts Tony Snell said, Tony Snell isn't starting today, this other guy is going in. This other three thirty dollars player. Are you rushing to play him? Oh, my God, he's going to come in and he's going to play.
1: He's, he normally plays 14 minutes, and now he's going to play 32 minutes. Yeah, doing nothing also. I mean, the same thing. Starting lineups can give a glimpse of what the rotation is more likely to be. Right? Like, had, like yesterday, if the Spurs lineup came out and Eubanks wasn't starting, and it was Thad Young, that would give a much bigger education that Thad Young was going to play more minutes than Eubanks. They could have.
0: I mean, look, look, at, look at the Raptors. They start at Chua, and then, end up, then Birch ends up
1: playing the, in the second half. So that, that doesn't even mean anything in and of itself. Anything could happen. They don't automatically go. They all starting Pat Beverly was in the starting lineup. Yeah, he got there. But that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Pat Beverly in the first unit, the second unit, maybe. Yeah, his minutes go up.
0: But he's competing for usage with other. I mean, obviously Pat Beverly could do other things. And he did a he had a plenty of defensive stats yesterday. But in and of themselves, the, the
1: starting lineup is not like, oh, I got it. It's not like baseball. Oh, oh, the 2K hitters batting second. Like, it it, it doesn't work that. Right, Michael Dompia says, I understand cash lineups wanting starting plays. Yeah, I could,
0: the minutes tend to be, I'm using the word 10, to be more secure. That's it. Most likely, if they're in the starting unit, they're probably going to be in the closing unit. They're probably, they're going to play more minutes. And probably in cash games
1: and double ups, you're more likely to prioritize minutes than usage. Then play, some, play someone that could only
0: play 16 minutes off the bench, but have a one, you know, end up with 25 points in those 16
1: minutes. You know, the Bobby Portis types, Chris Boucher types. because Their, their minutes could be very volatile. Okay, anything else? Right, Jacob Holloway says, more importantly, the
0: field doesn't correctly weigh the possibility that someone starts and only plays 18 minutes. They assume 36, right. It depends on the team's rotations. That's why we have a team that does that here. You know how many times we get in the RG Discord and the NBA channel? Oh my God, so-and-so is starting. It's like we already have a projected start. Does that make any, no, it doesn't. He gets three extra minutes. He, his, point
1: predict, his, his, his median fantasy points go up 1.8. I mean, it's already in there. It's already reflected. So some new starting, oh, this
0: guy starts and said it's, it's already in. Most. Of, I mean, and if it's not, it, it's going to be in there in 10
1: minutes, right? We didn't, pre- we didn't predict this guy's going to be in. It doesn't mean anything. The minutes mean something. Like we take a look yesterday.
0: It's like, oh, Brunson started for <laughs> okay. Well, that means something for his minutes. Now no, he he went he went nuts
1: yesterday. But he's a good, he's a good fantasy point per minute player anyway. But Brunson had been starting. I mean, Porzingis has been out for three or four games. So it's not, it's not like it's new that oh my god, Brunson is starting. Just that if Porzingis was in, Brunson probably doesn't start. Miles Turner just every other day gets there. Every other day, right? He goes for almost 60, and then you play him the next day, and he has foul trouble, and he has his four points. Norman Powell. I had a bunch of these guys. I had DeAndre Hunter, 1%. I mean, some, some of the ownership
0: of these plays, like you take a look at SV like especially Zvi and Malik Beasley, for instance. Let's look at shooting guard small forward, okay? We're talking about Zvi and Beasley. They're what? So they're in the 4K level range, right? 3,700 and 4,100. So just like cheap shooting guard small forwards. Trent was also, you know, he's what, what, 5,100 yesterday on DraftKings. He was popular in that range. Shooting guard small forwards
1: in that range. You know how many other shooting guard small forwards? I mean, Corkman was there, Niang people played me just go down. You got Brunson at 12%. He was 5100. So
0: like take a look at up here. 20 to 40% on these three guys.
1: You could have played Nick Batum, at small forward. He had 34. You could have played I played a bunch of Michael Porter, he was 9%. You could have played Devontae Green, oh, no, he was he was 6000. So let's go through just cheap,
0: cheapy. Norman Powell. There, I, I played a bunch of Norman Powell. It was 5.6% owned, but a 40 points. Garland was a little bit higher than, than that range, even though I did
1: play Garland. Uh, let's see. There are a whole bunch of these people. Even Davion Mitchell, right? 26 and a half. Desmond Bain, 26. 3%, 2% owned. Derek White, well, 6,300. That's out of the range. Will Barton. I'm just trying to highlight in the shooting guard small forward, you know, like the cheap end. Like I saw DeAndre Hunter, right? I mean, like he was 1% owned. I had him in my pool. Here's 1% owned. Reggie Jackson went off. Alex Caruso was 1%
0: owned. He got 22 points. He got the same points. Damian Lee was 1% owned, 23
1: points. I mean, not much different than Zvi or Beasley. But a 30, 30X ownership difference? Yes, yes, these guys projected better. But not by,
0: by how many points? Three or four points, that's it, that's it. And an 11-game slate and a large field GPP, why aren't you taking advantage of that? That's what I'm talking about. I'm not saying that you fade all of them. I'm just saying that I had lineups that had Beasley and one like Beasley's on the on the Timberwolves.
1: Then I had Reggie Jackson on the other side. I I had Reggie Jackson's ownership somewhere around four or five percent. He came in one.
0: If I had him at one. If I had him at one percent, I may have gotten him in half of my lineups and not just like four out of twenty
1: or three out of twenty. So I under I I I, I overprojected some some ownerships on some players.
0: I got the chalk guys kind right. I I got S V. I got I in, out of my twenty uh,
1: GPP lineups. I had zero V. I What a bunch of Thad Young. I had a bunch of Curry. I had a bunch of Curry plus Holmes. That didn't work out. Holmes gets ejected in the in the third quarter. Well, thanks a lot. but especially on the larger slates, like you don't have to play these guys. Take a look at, take a look at your
0: projections. If not ours, how many points am I sacrificing by not playing them? Can I make lineups that are close that now, if you're playing a 150 man contest, hundred men playing a small field, I mean, maybe maybe you don't give up five points on cutting me. I mean, just say I'll, I'll find a way to, I'll find a way to, to do something else. Okay. We'll see what you can do. But maybe you don't mind some of the lineups that you, that, that completely fade him. Is he a must play? No. Not at, not, at a, not, at a, not at a plus five salary adjusted plus minus. It's not a must play. Probably in smaller, very small field stuff, he's probably, you might as well just play. Why, why give up those five points in projection? In a small, that small of a field large field he may be over owned i mean i don't know what his ownership is going to be Let I me. Mean, i'll reload this i have to expect on a five game slate his ownership is maybe 50 percent oh we, okay we, we got uh i mean this is still this is the 40 but we haven't projected for 40 i think it'll be higher than that because really other than kate Cunningham, there's no one on this slate that's like do you do you, do you have to play you got to play Giddy. You got to play Sadiq Bay. No, yeah, they they project a half a point, one point, two points a little bit better than other players. But like realistically, what's the difference between it's like, like we got uh, let's see, like I got Kevin Porter here, sixty four hundred. Like, what's the difference between him and and Jeremy Grant? I know different positions. Oh, but this, oh, Jeremy Grant is 0.43 and Kevin Porter's minus 0.6. That's a one-point difference. Jeremy Grant, 23% owned. Porter, 18% owned. Like as, as that gap gets wider, then you might as well just play Kevin Porter. The difference isn't that, one, one point. You could, you could obviously sacrifice one point in almost any context. So if you're getting to that point where like we're already in like the, the top the top salary adjusted plus minus players and you can make plenty of good lineups without them, then it means you why don't you make lineups without them? not all of them? Doesn't mean click oh I'm gonna click I'm just gonna not play any of these no. Means you could play a lineup with Cunningham. You could play, line- play a lineup not Cunningham. You could play a lineup with Giddy. You could play a lineup without without Giddy. We could play a lineup with Bam. You could play a lineup without Bam. You could play a lineup with Bam and Giddy, but no Cade Cunningham. You could play a lineup with Cade Cunningham and Bam and no Giddy. I mean, like all of those combinations are, are are fine. So it's not about who you play; it's about what what what's the lineup. It's unlikely, based on these projections right here that You're fading like like all these all the guys up here, right? You're you're just Xing out Cade Cunningham, Giddy, Bay, Adebayo, bead Grant. And just saying, nope, not playing any of them. Well, you can be sac- look, look how many points you can be sacrificing uh, seven, eight points just for doing that. Are you getting the requisite ownership? Probably not. Can you? I mean, you can you in large field, I guess you can. You find some lineups that are. You know, ten points, fifteen points optimal that are low, low owned, and just you know, pray, hope, and pray. You pray to the gods. High variance lineup, I guess you can, but in the smaller fields, probably not.
1: So that's how you should be thinking in these terms. So, so much conversation yesterday on True Eubanks. Well, what's his upside?
0: I don't care about his individual upside. I care about the, the, the upside of the lineups that I'm playing. The 3K player gets 23 points and that unlocks, you know, five players in my lineup getting 50 plus, 60 plus each. Then, then that's fine. Look, the winning lineups. I mean, look, look at, I mean, look, Furkan Korkmaz in the third place lineup. Look at the lucky, Svee was in the winning lineup yesterday and he only scored 22 points. Okay. Drew Eubanks scored more than that. The only reason why Drew Eubanks is not in this lineup is because Jared Allen and Miles Turner had huge games at the center position. The second place
1: lineup had Thad Young, right? Third place lineup, like we saw before, had Corkman. I mean, like that,
0: you could you could still you could still win with a cheap player going a seven x, right? 20, 20 plus, depending, depending, obviously on the rest of the scoring on the rest of the slate, right? Drew Eubanks here in the fourth place line, because he had Reggie Jackson, Miles Turner, Jaron Jackson, Luka Doncic, Jalen Brunson, right? He's able to jam in other points. Now, if, if some of these guys don't go for that many and they have 10 less than, obviously 23 points for 3,000 is not going to be good. Rick
1: 75. Okay, there's Thad Young here. Got Thad Young in this lineup, right? 27,
0: I'm moving for 4,100. That's fine. It's not like, well, oh my God, he broke the slate. No, but he allowed you to fit other things in. Drew Eubanks, here you go. Seventh place lineup. I mean, you'll see spattered and SV. Look, Eubanks and SV. But then you play 7% Miles Bridges. That goes nuts. Play Wendell Carter at eight percent, Reggie Jackson at one point three nine percent. So who gives a, a crap at that point? Tyrese Halliburton at two percent. He goes off of forty eight points. So yeah, plays the vegan. You play play the two Chalkies players together on this line. Look at look at the own. I mean, this is this is a low owned lineup. But they're playing the two Chalkies players. Yeah, but it's a low owned line. Lineups, not players. word in chat is that there's no official word on Rudy Gobert what's going on I mean I didn't even hear anything was that announced yesterday about Rudy Gobert do we have a report like what's the reason other than rest I mean I don't know when I literally woke up and I'm like why is there an O next to his name
1: who's the backup did Bradley No, Bradley went to Philadelphia right Pascal. Oh, oh, Whiteside is. Oh, that's
0: where Whiteside went. So is Whiteside going to be talking? What's going to happen? it? they're playing Atlanta, they're going to have to play a center, right? Well now, well, now on the reload, Colbert doesn't say it doesn't have any any O next to her name. Is this a phantom out tag? He's listed out on DraftKings.
1: That's odd.
0: So that's the reason why we're pulling in an O. Well, we did before. We we don't have him now. This is really
1: odd. Right heel recovery according to chat. Well, we'll see. What, what times are you talking? Oh 7:30. We'll know about that. Let's let me let me go. Let me let me check. I mean, it's just the
0: oddest thing that, that they have listed out. Do we have uh, Let's see. On our, we have our injury
1: situation room for premium members. Yeah, we don't, we don't even list on this, All right? Because we have obviously, you know, the Lakers guys that probably will play. Yeah, I don't know. The DraftKings. Where are they getting their information? Who knows? We'll figure it out later today. I don't.
0: I mean, I don't. There's no point in doing it now. Right, we take a look. We take a look at this, and mean, go. Is, is Aiden going to play? I mean, is Lou Dort going to play? I mean, we don't know. I mean, that's why. That's why we don't make lineups at eleven o'clock
1: in the morning. Right, we review. We review slates. The only reason I was showing you the stuff with like Cade
0: Cunningham and everything today is that, like, you're going to be going in at six thirty Eastern or whatever. You're going to make lineups. Things are going to change, right? Someone's in, someone's out. This guy starts projecting better, right? You may have a guy, you may, oh my God, this guy's starting and blah, 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 blah. i going to play 30 minutes. And it's like, I got to jam him in all my lineups. It's like, it depends on how they project. And sometimes we get a guy like that. Sometimes we get a guy that's like, oh my God, if you don't play, you don't play, play white side if Gobert is out, you're going to be sacrificing 11 points in projection. Like, okay, then. That's probably, you're probably jamming that guy. In. But it could be like, oh my God, I'm going to jam that guy in. It's like, dude, if you don't play him, you only like, you play other guys and they, 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 they're a plus two. And it's like, there's plenty of other plus ones and plus twos and stuff here that like, there's no need to play him.
1: Doesn't mean he's bad or anything, but you don't, you don't have to make lineups with him. So that's what I'm showing this early. Not who to play. Maybe Cade Cunningham's rejection goes down. Cade Cunningham's
0: rejection goes down three or four points. Well, then their salary adjusted plus minus goes down three or four points. Then you're sitting there going, they're about as necessary as anyone else on the slate.
1: Like you cannot really you're sacrificing a point, not playing them, but you could, you're gaining that point by playing someone else.
0: Right, Dampier says it's too early. There's probably a 50% chance Embiid sits, right? We don't even, Right? the Sixers are on this slate. So we even know what the hell's going on,
1: right? And he doesn't even have a tag. Who knows with Embiid? He could sit in the middle of games. But look to do? We got, who knows? Maybe LeBron sits. Who who knows? I don't think Dort
0: matters much. I don't think it's going to change much. If Oh, Dort's out. You got to jam in. Or Royce O'Neal. I don't think that matters much. Cameron Payne probably doesn't matter, but it doesn't. There, there's going to be something that happens at three o'clock in the afternoon today that isn't even is even on the report or right? anything, right? Just stop. Then not going to play. Whatever doesn't mean you don't look at this stuff and go, okay, I'm getting the lay of the land, the lay of the land. And talking about the lay of the land, Andy Means. His article, he's, he's been doing our premium NBA article uh, for, for a long time. It used to be called Core Plays. I think, I think it's still called Core Plays, but it probably shouldn't be. It used to be here he'd, on DraftKings and FanDuel. Here's a description. Here's why these few guys here are the core, they're typically for cash games. And he has a tag here. You can see here. It means these Core Plays. Uh, he, he's revamped. It. That it's, it's more of the lay of the land. It does a, a complete overview of the slate. Who's out? Who's questionable? What happens? Different team situations. If this guy's in, then this. And if that guy's in, then, like, all that type. It does a whole thing. A roster construction for the slate. If people are going to play this, then they're going to not do this. And go through it. And then goes, goes through everything. Because core plays is, you know, like, there's a tag for that. But not necess- you don't necessarily need, you know, a, a, a four-paragraph, explanation of what's already in the projection it's more useful to go like let, how, how should we be pro- approaching this slate as a whole and what are what news are we waiting for how does that affect how you make your rosters i mean we've had times i mean look the other day like i, I made my lineups with JaVale McGee in mind that ayton was going to sit well that's the type of stuff that andy puts in in his art so he writes that, he updates it throughout the day. How to approach a slate. I mean, he's coming from more of a cash game perspective. But it's still like, what's the value? What's, what would the value opening up be? If this doesn't happen, then what do we do? You know, like those types of things. So much better. So uh, if you, if you, you can get that with Roto-Grinders Premium, click on the link in the description, get $10 off your first month. And you get, you get all the projections, you get everything. Everything that I show on the show for there. ID Quan says never trust the FanDuel or DK injury report. I don't think you, it, it,
1: you you can trust
0: the tags
1: though. I mean, because that yeah, but is it does it really say that Gobert is out on DraftKings? I don't know. I would have to
0: check later. I was gonna check on my phone because typically they're typically that typically the designations are like from the official NBA injury. Like they, they wouldn't just like put that in just for no reason well if he's actually in and they're gonna leave the out tag on him then play a lot of them because not many people will I guess I I guess that's the strategy there okay so we reviewed some stuff we went over some things it'll be a sh- short show today uh, we, we got all, we got a lot a lot of, a lot of work today a lot of stuff going on in premium we got showdown content premium showdown content we got MMA stuff we got golf stuff we got everything NFL. I mean tons of stuff. So uh, so feel free to sign up for Roto Grinders Premium. Uh click on the, the, the link in the description. Get ten dollars off your first month. You get all the projections, you get all that. Like what else do you need? Like, everything you possibly need, uh resources to to help you help you play DFS better. Uh and I'll be on later tonight. So if you click on the, the notification bell to, to know when you go live on this channel, uh there'll be NBA. There's, okay, there's NBA Grinders Live. For the NBA slate, then there's crunch time for premium members. That's the premium show with with Andy and 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 Roth and someone else. Typically, there's a tournament guest, and then uh, then me and STL Steel will be back for uh, NFL the NFL pre pre-lock show. what's what, what, who's playing tonight? I don't even remember. Oh, it's 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 the cult. Is it the cults? Who's playing tonight? I I forgot. I said a lineup. I said I said a lineup, but I'm not even sure. <laughs> not even sure. Right. So I haven't looked at it. I just said a dummy lineup and then it's just like, okay, what what is the game? What's the game? Oh, jet oh, Jets Colts. Oh yeah. Disgusting game.
1: Yeah, that's this, this is not this is, and I mean, you never know. Mike White. Mike White could get there, maybe. Right? He
0: threw for 400. That could happen again, right? It could happen again. Well, maybe. but we'll be talking about that later on uh, the NFL pre-lux show. So hit those thumbs up buttons on your way out the door. I'll be back tomorrow and uh, we'll be talking we'll to NFL. Well, Friday's casual Friday. So we're talking about a whole bunch of stuff. So we'll be going over uh, NBA from this slate, maybe showdown, maybe some NFL, maybe some NBA tomorrow night, maybe some MMA, right? I always got to show that like they got to add a fighter. Let's see what Jacoby's going to be priced at. Uh, So I can add that to my spreadsheet when we're talking about all that type of stuff and answer your DFS strategy questions as always on the DFS pregame show here on RotoGrinders.com.